All right, my name's Caitlin, and I am ready to be converted today. Oh, okay. It's good for you. I'm not. <laughs> After all this research, no. Um, and I'm Zach, and I am clearer than clear. Maybe I'm the clearest. That'll make sense. I hope I get that reference in an hour. <laughs> you will. You absolutely will. Uh, and this is Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you, the people, have the power. Uh, Caitlin, we're gonna be looking at the infamous Church of Scientology and actually how they utilize Google and search engines to gain new followers, manipulate messaging, and straight up attack anyone who speaks out against the group. So I always like to start this off. What do you know? Before we get into anything, I said, tell you Scientology. What do you think of? What do you know? You know, I think of Tom Cruise jumping on the on Oprah's couch, <laughs> yelling asinine things. Um, also in Seattle, when I used to live in Queen Anne, uh, there was a church of Scientology that had massive branding all over the, like, you could not miss this building. Uh, and so every time I drove by, it was just kind of like, I knew it was there. Uh, did it, was I interested in ever discovering what was inside of it? Oh, that was my question. But did you go in? Did you try it out? Absolutely not. <laughs> Those are my two, those are, those are my two relations to Scientology though. I am fascinated with religions or quote unquote religions mm. in this place. So, um, yeah. you know, I knew like a little bit about it. I knew like the tenets of it cause they're pretty fucking hilarious in my opinion, which I'll get into. And then there was, like you said, I lived in Portland for a very long time and right downtown Portland, there's a church of Scientology too. There's always a dude standing outside of it. So I would like, when I was bored at work, you know, at lunch, I would just like, when I was passing him, I would like pretend to be interested. And then I'd be like, nope, that sounds stupid. And then I'd walk away just to like get my kicks in, you know? You have way too much I was slacking so hard at that agency. Yes, I was absolutely doing the bare minimum. It just gave me a little light in my day just to like pretend like I was interested in Scientology and see their eyes spark up and then tell them, no, that sounds stupid. And then just leave. Oh I know God. it wasn't the greatest time in my life, but you know what? We all find our happiness in in, uh, in different areas, right? I think I'm not. I think I'm more shocked that they just legitimately have someone standing outside of their building, like what passing out flyers, yeah, trying like, to get you to come in, trying to trying to give yeah. you an audit, which I will not an IRS audit because they're very much anti IRS audit, but they're in favor of another kind of auditing, which we'll get into. Okay. Um, but I, I think it. the good place, best place to start is obviously the beginning, because I think even how Scientology was founded causes controversy. And I think it's fascinating as well. So there was a founding person. Uh, it was, Scientology was founded by a notorious science fiction writer called L. Ron Hubbard. And mm. throughout the years, uh, Scientology has been classified as like a business, a new age religious movement, and even a cult. 
and they're very keen mm -hmm. on calling themselves a church. And we'll get into why as well. But I think it's important. Let's just go through L. Ron Hubbard because I, it's not only fascinating, but it's the source of Scientology. And I think it gives you some context into what they're doing. So L. Ron was a prolific uh, sci-fi writer. Um, he would, it, it was started in like the 30s. He would be writing all of these science fiction stories for these magazines like Pulp Fiction magazines. And at the time when you're a writer in the 30s, you were paid one cent a word. That was your pay. Oh. Um, so Elron, who has a wife, has a family, he desperately needs money. Um, he wrote like a madman. He, it said that he would write so furiously at his typewriter that he would actually break a sweat, like hacking away. <laughs> like he was just writing so fast. And the man actually holds the Guinness World Record for most works published by any author anywhere. He has written, yeah, the wow. most books, published works, and he would just hack away at it. How many? <sighs> Do you know I the number? I don't know the number. I didn't care okay. enough to know. I just, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on him because I think he's a douchebag, but okay. you know what? Yeah, oh, but okay. you know what? He's, he was prolific. He was prolific. So he, he's writing for one cent a word. He's hacking out all these scripts, all of these, these stories, right? But the money was not enough right? Like the money he was getting was not enough. So he eventually started getting into screenwriting and he wrote this um, script for, it's actually a pretty prominent movie for Columbia Pictures, uh, The Secret of Treasure Island. So mm -hmm. he actually started to get some serious wealth from this. You know, he actually started to make some money, but his friends noted at the time that Elrond would get so mad at the royalty checks and the money he was making from his writing because of how much Uncle Sam would take out of it through taxes. Preach, Elrond. <laughs> yes, which is a very important piece to the story. Um, he's quoted as saying, quote, the only way to really make money in this country is to start a religion. And do you know why he said that? Because they're not taxed. They're seen as nonprofit. Exactly. Funny anecdote to this. When we started our business, my dad was like, try to claim yourselves as a church. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's the only way to get out of taxes. Of course, he wasn't serious. No. So please do not go after my father. <laughs> but uh, he did say that. So that's well known in my in my Maybe blood. maybe he knows about Elrond. He was like, dude, dude's got a point there. Dude's got, He's a, got point, a point. Right? Like, uh, the only way to really make money is a religion. So, you know, that kind of sets the foundation. And after Elrond's, you know, starting to find success, um, World War II happens and he becomes a military officer. So he spends in the Navy. So he spends a lot of time at sea and he was actually relieved of multiple posts at sea because he was just incapable of leading people. He like had his submarine fire on a Japanese vessel that just wasn't there. Nobody could no data said it was there he accidentally fired on an island that belonged to mexico like an ally so he's just like an incompetent military navy officer so didn't do well there and he eventually moves to california and then just a funny anecdote that i thought was hilarious in california he started befriending people who were into uh the occult and sex magic like they believed 
ejaculation and orgasms held a secret power that they could then bottle up and utilize. I'm not going to get into that story. It's in its own right, hilarious. And I advise you, if you're a fan of drunk history, they actually do an episode on that. Um, Not Elrond, but like the guy that was leading the the sex magic occult. I feel like that could go hand in hand with our satanic panic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely could. Episode if we ever put it out. Yeah, I absolutely could. It absolutely could. Um, So he's like into this sex magic. He divorces his wife. He's like, you know, having sex with all of these women in this occult. Um, And with that, he starts writing fiction again. But because of his divorce and all the things that happened in his military career, uh, he was again, under a lot of financial pressure, not making enough money for his lifestyle. And then like, while he's doing this, he actually makes a request to the veterans office for uh, psychiatric treatment. He was he was going under a lot of mental health issues, um, felt like he needed psychiatric treatment. And then so he goes in to a therapist, you know, get some psychiatric treatment. And that kind of triggers him to become immensely interested in psychology, the world of psychology. Mm. And as he's a writer, he becomes interested in psychology. He puts out the infamous book, Dianetics, which starts the entire foundation of Scientology. So I'm just going to take a pause right there. What are your thoughts yeah. on Elrond? Tell me, tell me what what are you feeling on Elrond right now? Well, I want to get one thing clear. He wrote this book while in the mental ward. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually like, you know, admitted to a mental ward, but he was going through some, you know, some mental problems okay. at the time. Okay. All right. I mean, if you nobody with a good mental standing joins a sex magic occult. Yeah. I just wanted to really emphasize that um, <laughs> the foundation of Scientology was literally started from a madman. Yep. Uh, you're not wrong at all. But they okay. glorify him very much in the Scientology world. Like they lean into his military career. The one he fucked up royally. Yep. They they brush over that part. But they <laughs> they lean in like he was in the Navy. He, you know, served as a commanding officer. Um, you know, they very much lean into the prominent. I could see him having enough accolades to his name where you could really glorify him and put him on a pedestal and be able to brush over all of those little minor details, like blowing up an island that doesn't belong to us. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, boot point there. Like he shot on a Mexican island. Who cares about that? He, Who needs it? He founded our religion. He's he's a godlike. <laughs> figure um so uh elron uses dianetics it, dianetics in itself is a hit like it, it's it's not really a, a religion book it's more of a psychology book it's like a the modern approach to modern psychology yeah. and that's pretty much a hit like it, people really like it it kind of like gets its own steam but that creates the foundation for this religion scientology so before I go into the, I just need to spend some time. We've talked about Elrond. I need to spend just a little bit of time talking about the actual beliefs of Scientology because they're fascinating and, in my opinion, hilarious. Were the beliefs written in Dianetics or Dianetics was something separate? Dianetics was like the start. And then he kind of started Scientology, the religion. And then uh, slowly, usually they're not going to release this stuff, but slowly uh, the actual story of Scientology is released to the public. Uh, And let me give you that story. 
Okay. It, stop me for questions because this is going to get weird. But okay. you know, this is what they this is what they believe. This is their core beliefs. Buckled up. Okay. So um, the whole thing's founded on this belief that the human body is actually a vessel for an immortal spiritual cosmic being called a Thetan. Okay. okay. And the story I'm is the story is about 75 million years ago, there was a dictator of the Galactic Federacy called Xenu. He, in his dictatorship, brought humans to Earth because we lived on another planet in peace for a long time. He grabbed all the humans, brought them to Earth, and then dropped them into volcanoes all over the world. And we died. Humans died. But that released our spiritual being called the Thetan. So he dropped all of these people into a volcano, all the humans trying to get rid of them. And then all of these Thetans were released into the world. And now these Thetans can attach themselves to human bodies. So they're essentially, it was saying like Thetans were released, but cavemen were around, right? So okay. the Thetans like got out and they started attaching themselves to like Neanderthals and cavemen. The human body, what we know is the human body. body. Exactly. Um, so these things are invisible. Yes. Hit me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, up in this galaxy where Xenu reigned, were humans, did humans look like us? Oh, that's a great question. I would assume so. I mean, I feel like as a science fiction writer, you would make up some, it's not hard for him to make up some other planetary beings, you know? Uh-huh. So the humans in this galactic space area, but then there's also humans living on earth known as cavemen. Exactly. This is 75 million years ago. So, okay. you know, it was like there was evolved humans or humans as we know them today were living on some other planet somewhere. Okay. And Xenu okay. wanted to get rid of them. Okay, so he okay, just grabbed okay, yeah. them, dropped them in a volcano. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the, these Thetans are invisible to the human eye, but they're everywhere on Earth. And they're really upset. These Thetans are sad. They're upset from their demise from Xenu. So now these Thetans are flying all over. They're attaching themselves to human bodies. And, you know, they cause a lot of our negative trauma, our, our anger, these, these negative feelings that we have are the Thetans attaching to us because they're upset because they got killed. They feel displaced. They feel displaced and they're attaching themselves to us. And now that's why humans feel sad and have all of this problem in the weight of the world. So as a result of this, Scientologists believe that Thetans have created like two minds within humans, a reactive mind and an analytical mind. The reactive mind is the one that the Thetans control that stores all the pain and emotional trauma of our lives, while the analytical mind is us just rationalizing the world, just taking it in as it is. You're still with me, right? Because I almost yeah, no lost questions. myself. I almost <laughs> lost myself there. No questions okay. so far. Okay, so now we get to the core piece. So this is the, basically the problem that scientists, Scientologies are, are just trying to solve is there's all these Thetans, these negative feelings that humans have. Scientology is here to free us of the Thetans, to let us release and control you know, these negative emotions. Ah. So that's kind of the core tenet, right? Like it's 
They don't like to talk about the Xenu stuff. They just like to talk about we're here to help you and free you of all these negative emotions. The Xenu stuff. Yeah, because I think like releasing pain and anger is a lot easier to digest than releasing the Phaeton in you (laughs) that Xenu (laughs) displaced from the galaxy. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot more. It's a lot more attractive to me to be like, yes, I want to release all the anger and pain from me rather than I need this Satan released from me. Yep. I totally agree. So again, we find the marketing versus the tenets of Scientology. Like a lot of times Scientology is like just ridiculed. I'm ridiculing it for those beliefs. I think it's incredible, you know, and you know me, I'm like a UFO. Like I'm fascinated with that stuff. And even this, I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so they really, their marketing side really leans on that. And we will go and they do it in a fascinating way. They lean on what side? The, the, the freeing yourself of these negative emotions. Negative thoughts. And yeah. negative yeah. thoughts and negative because feelings. I'm know? not going to lie. Like if someone came up to me and said that, I'd be like, yes, I am on board 100%. Absolutely. Who can Say blame no you? more. Yeah. Who can blame you? You're like, shit, I can be happy. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what this is all it is about. Where do I sign? Mm-hmm, exactly. So the process in Scientology to free you when they get someone new or when you're a Scientologist um, to free you of these these negative thetans and to free you of these negative thoughts, they go through something that's called, like I mentioned earlier, an audit. So what this audit is, and, and this is this audit is what's outlined in the book Dianetics. So this is what Dianetics talks about. That's why it's kind of the foundation of Scientology. So let me let me walk through like an audit session with you. It's like you and me. Let's say I'm the auditor. You're the person being audited. You want to free yourself of these negative emotions. You are sitting across from me directly, no table between us, just sitting one-on-one with each other. And you have these two metal had like bars in your hand, like two metal like rod things. And it's called an e-meter, right? So you're holding these E, this e-meter these two metal rods in your hand there's two strings that go to this little box that i am looking at and you're just sitting there i'm looking at this box that has like these dials on it and i ask you questions i go through a list of questions like you know what is problem what what are your problems in your life what is bringing these negative emotions in it's almost like therapy it mm-hmm. just in in a different sense and what happens is this e-meter which They've tried to patent and be accepted by the medical community numerous times, and they'll never accept it. They say it's bogus. But this e-meter is supposed to read like electromagnetic pulses in your So like when you answer something untruthfully, like the meter will go up. You know, it's supposed to be like a lie detector in some ways, but it's not science. I think there's a like a a station at carnivals that does the same thing. (laughs) You like... Do you know what I'm talking about? You grip onto something and it like, it's like a <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, like the love one. behind the box. Yeah, or the yeah. love one. Did you, have you had that one where it's like the game and you're like, yeah. you and your partner are supposed to grab each side that it measures how, how in love you're going to be? Yeah, I think that yeah. is a great, analogy. that's a great comparison. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, you're so right. Um, so like, these are like in-depth sessions right they're like asking very detailed questions they're asking a lot of and not only are you answering them but they're like taking rigorous notes during this um so it it, this is the process 
for you to ascend within the Scientology movement. Like you, there are levels within Scientology and this is really, these kind of different levels are really how they make their money. Cause you have to go through a thorough auditing process to get to the next level. And then most of the levels involve some kind of payment. So you have to make a payment to them and then you get to the next level. And each level comes with certain uh. benefits. Each level you're like told that you, um, you, you ascend, you understand more. And after you reach a certain level, that's when they reveal their secret documents that tell you about Xenu and the foundations. Oh. So they don't tell oh. intro like Scientology people this. They wait till they get to a certain level and then they reveal these secret Elron documents to you. Oh, that is so good. Of oh, them. yeah. That is so good. Take of a them. guess how much the average Scientology has pay Scientologist has paid to get to that level to reveal those secret documents. Take a stab. So is an average, it, okay, wait, are we calling these people Scientologists? Yeah. Like we call people Catholics? I guess. They're called or idiots. Okay, I mean, it's okay. better than idiots. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, we don't hold any judgments. Mm, I hold a little, you know, <laughs> a I hold a little judgment for these people. You know, whatever. Only They're trying lot. to be happy. I don't judge them for that. I would judge them if they got to this point because take a stab. Okay. How much money do you think okay, someone so paid? to get to the level where they're revealed these secret Xenu documents? Um, I'm going to guess a ridiculous number, yeah. but because I have no basis, but $10,000. Oh, more, more. <laughs> okay. In my head, I did have the number 50,000, but I thought Higher. ridiculous. Shut the Higher. fuck up. Oh, half that. $100,000. $100,000 a person on average <sighs> has given to the church to reach this level where they're given secret documents. Um, that detail does he And story, how long you know? how long does it usually take for a Scientologist to get to this level? Years and years. Because what yes, they'll do okay. is like you'll move up a level and then you'll pay to get up that level and they'll they'll come back and be like, Oh, well, something was wrong with your audit. So now we're gonna move you back down a level and now you gotta pay again to get that audit to get back up to this level. So it's God. just kind of like this money churning machine that people have to pay for to ascend within. But the, I mean, the ultimate goal is not these secret documents. What they say is you do enough auditing, you do enough process, this auditing frees you of your thetans. And once you release uh, what they call it operating thetan, you get to a certain level and you, you get what they call OT or operating thetan, where you are your thetan like frees itself and then you are able to like move things with your mind, control light, control matter. Like you get these superpowers gotcha. once you ascend to this certain level of Scientology. Okay, I gotcha. Cause I was also thinking like, wait a second, you just did basic Google search to figure out what was the level of these documents. So like, why would someone pay a hundred thousand dollars to find out what we've already found out? But it's because they can now embody Zenu or whatever yeah. the fuck and like move things with their mind. Yep, they're okay. like completely free. They are just like, they have a deeper understanding of the universe than anybody else will. Okay. Basically the tenets of all religion, like <laughs> you're going to reach a level where you just yeah. understand more than everybody else. Yeah. Will. Awakened. Exactly. Um, so that's the basic like foundations of how it operates, right? Um, you go through this auditing process, you try to ascend, there's this strict hierarchical system within the church. Um, and a lot of it involves paying money. 
And a lot of it uh, involves yep. like, you know, with these promises of superpowers. However, this auditing process has a very nefarious purpose. All auditing sessions, as I mentioned, have extensive notes. And you think about what they're asking. They're asking about people's marital life, their financial situation, their wants, their needs, their mistakes, things they're ashamed that they did. And they're judging them if they're lying or not. Um, so they're trying to elicit all of these answers from these people. And you get a lot of details about someone's life, a lot mm -hmm. of dirty details about their life. Mm -hmm. And this is where the issues with the Scientology church start coming in. Do you have a thought? Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they use it to uh, use it against them down the line. Absolutely. They do. Anybody threatening yeah. to leave the church, they'll start, oh, they'll start to like roll out all of these, you know, terrible things. And they'll say, we'll tell your wife you had an affair, you know, we'll tell your children that you're broke or oh, some shit God. like that. You know, they use it against them to keep people in the church. And let's say someone does leave the church. They will literally, they've been known, uh, like a lot of Scientology, they call them survivors now because science, like they yep. leave the church and yep. immediately the church will cut them off from their family. They have people that have left the church yep. that have not spoken with their parents, their siblings, uh, their children since they left. They will completely cut But that's off. under the assumption that the whole family is involved in Scientology. Oh, but it fact. is, that is the norm. If there's one Scientologist oh. in there, it's not like, oh, but it, this is not a thing where it's like, yeah, you can be a Scientologist, but your wife isn't. Like, no, if that's the case, they're going to get you, you to leave your, your wife and find a wife in Scientology. Like it is a complete okay. control of your entire life. Well, no wonder Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise split up now. Yes, so there is, yeah. I'm not gonna go into the nitty gritty details, but if you're interested, you and listeners, um, look up some of the things that Scientology did for Tom Cruise during not only Katie Holmes when he was married and the kids, <sighs> but also when he was dating Nicole Kidman. Uh, they would have people follow Nicole Kidman and like they would have people like track her down uh, because they are protecting their prime asset, which is Tom Cruise. A celebrity. Uh-huh. Oh, my And that God. is a huge recruitment method for uh, Scientology. You, that you think of that, right? Tom Cruise. It's the one thing I think about. It's the one thing that I'm sure everyone else thinks about. Like, I was not original when you said, what do you think of when you think of Scientology? Like, I knew it. I was not yeah. original. But yeah, he is a great uh, master. He is, and and not only him. Uh, John Travolta was a Scientologist. Oh, for fuck's sake! I had no idea. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, who was the lead in Hands May Tale. No, yep, she's a Scientologist. No, absolutely. No, absolutely makes you look at her a little bit different, right? Podcast hey, over. Yep, she's great. She's a Done. tremendous actress. Um, she's a Scientologist. I, I, you know, I don't know for sure if she still is, but she was at least noted at one time. And then the the other famous one is uh, Leah Remini, yep. played yep. in the wife in King of Queens, right? Yeah. You know, she is in it, but now she has left the church and be, has started her own entire thing on like outing the church of the terrible things that they've done um, and how they keep Yeah, there. I've tried to tune in to that. She has a, a, a reality show called, I think it's called Scientology on a &E. I've tried to tune in. I'm just not that totally interested. And maybe because I'm not interested in mm. her, uh, but 
I feel like that could be a good resource. I think that's so too. I mean, there's a ton of documentaries that have come out trying to out Scientology and they are noted. They are infamous for just drowning anyone that tries to speak out in just piles of lawsuits, litigations. Case in point is in the 60s, the IRS tried to come to them uh, claiming back taxes, claiming that this is you guys are a business, you guys are owe us taxes. Scientology fought them for 25 years. Would just they out lawsuited the IRS. They put more lawsuits in against the IRS than the IRS could even handle. And after 25 years, the IRS just was like, fuck it, you're a church. Fine. Oh my God. The one time I will ever root for the IRS. I know it's hard. It's just like, I just want them to both destroy each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope they just like grind each other down into nothingness but is that why nobody will take my calls at the irs because they're so fucking tied up in this lawsuit against scientology God they're damn like it. fuck it these guys beat us down just give us a breath man like give us a breath let's let us take some time 25 years is no joke though like that had to that was generational absolutely so that is one tactic that they do anybody that's speaking out um i watched like a 60 minutes australia little piece about it and they even like got on camera and was like, they just, Scientology just heard we were doing this. And they sent like a warning letter from their lawyers. Like you will, you will be drowning in lawsuits. This is the litigation we'll file. This is the, lit like they know they won't win. They're just going to fucking drain you of money by. Excuse like, me. Are we scared right now? Should we turn this podcast off? What are they going to take? You know, what are they? What, I, I ain't scared. They, I ain't scared. They can have our new laptops. You got to have assets for people to actually like fucking come at you. But yeah, no, they, they just go after it. And the head honcho, the man leading the charge is this david miscavige dude and i he is just like a terrorizing figure like so many high level up people at scientology have left i mean there's stories of like him putting like high level executives these are like businessmen accomplished businessmen and he had them like fight each other in a conference room one time you know he would like lock them in a room for a week and just give them like bread and water. He's like this terrorizing figure. Um, and the biggest note that I just have to mention, because anytime, you know, if we're going to talk about Scientology, we need to talk about something serious is uh, his wife, Shelly Miscavige has been missing for 15 years. Nobody knows. Shut the Nobody fuck knows up. what happened. 15 years. She's been gone. It, it's, it's theorized that he has this complex in a remote area of <gasps> California that he like sends people to that's under huge protection under everything. And actually the 60 minutes Australia report that I watched, it was David Miscavige's dad that came on and was like, he is a terror. Like Shelly, my daughter-in-law will never have freedom. Like she has been missing for 15 years. They do not know where she is crazy when he, when he said my daughter-in-law will never have freedom is he under the assumption that she's just locked up yep locked up or and dead. Not dead you know we don't know there's literally been no information scientology will not answer any of the police's questions because they're not beholden to anything because they're a religion they're classified as Whoa. a religion 
and it's the same thing with the priests in the in the church you know the the pedophiles and the priests it's like it, they do their internal investigations quote unquote but it's hard for the law enforcement to get in there and actually file charges because they don't give them access oh my to god that's so disgusting um, I totally agree. So that was just like, I, you, I, I feel passionate about that. Like where the fuck is Shelly Miscavige? That's important. If we're going to talk about this, we need to just mention her. It's crazy. Yep. So that's kind of the picture of Scientology. So where are you at now? Like, what are your um, <laughs> question? <Yeah. laughs> I'm kind of curious where Elron is dead. Um, passed away. Dead. Okay. What, what? Okay. So he just passed away. And then when did David come into power? Oh, I would say probably the early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. And how was he selected to be the lead of this? And it, I assume it was like Elrond passed it on to him. Yeah, I think for the most part, I'm sure there's like some inner struggles to like who would take power after Elrond. Um, but he was like a high level person within Scientology already, already, and so that he just took a, he just took the reins after Elrond passed away. Man, I mean, I have a little bit of hope because this seems like a fairly new new uh, religion. Let's just call it a religion. Uh, oh new, so it takes time to build cases and it takes time to like out people. So I feel hopeful that one day this will all come crashing down because there's just no way that this is sustainable. Uh, one can hope one can dream, but right could, now they are thriving. They are thriving. thriving Perfect. As it stands, they have uh, a huge complex in Riverside, California, this campus, um, that's just like people can't get in and out of like there's been stories of survivors one girl like hid in the trunk of a car to escape from this like some dude was just like on there doing maintenance work at one of the buildings and she knew he wasn't like a member so she hid in the trunk of his car yep. until she like pull he pulled out to go home and then finally after he got home she was like banging on the trunk to let him out because she said they wouldn't let her leave. Oh my God. I know. It's just crazy. They have like beautiful complexes in Clearwater, Florida. You know, they're all over the place. They have international locations. They're thriving. If you are a Scientologist, does that mean you live on campus or do you? No, nah, I don't think so. I think okay. there's just, a, they try to groom. It's mostly young people that they have live on campus. Elron actually because he was so good in the Navy, started a quote unquote sea org is what they called it, the sea organization, where he picked like the creme de la creme of these young Scientologists coming up uh, to work with him on a ship. And basically they just would sail around the world. But these kids would like, it was terrible conditions. And these kids who are like 13, 14, he would make them sign a contract to be in the sea org, dedicating themselves to a billion years of service. So not a billion? This, uh, with a B, a billion <laughs> years of service. So not this lifetime, but the next lifetime, the lifetime after that, the lifetime after that, like you are dedicating yourself for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes to be in this organization. So I think most of the on-campus things are just young people that they're just grooming and they're holding them from the outside scary, influence. Really yeah. scary. Yeah. So, I mean, like with all of this, it's scary. It's, it's intense. We might be sued. I don't fucking know. Caitlin, uh, but wood. I'm knocking on wood for us. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, Scientology is great. You know, and, you know, they're doing their thing. I have no problem. <laughs> no Let them be. Just for the record. Let them be. For the record. 
Um, so the question is, uh, how are they getting new people? What what tools are they like? This is all public information that I found in like right. a day and a half totally. of research. You know what are, what are they doing to recruit new people into Scientology? And I think well, we touched on two. Ma- Go ahead, sorry. Isn't it the guy standing on the corner passing out flyers? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so that's one. Yeah. They're just like old school, like Jehovah witness style knocking on doors. Like, which dude. is insane to me. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> and the fact that it works for them is insane. Yep. And then the other piece is the, uh, the, the other piece is the one we talked about where they, they go after prominent entertainers and get them into Scientology. Like they chase them down. They actively recruit up and coming actors and actresses. And again, this just boggles my mind because you found this in three days worth of research. You, it's simple Google search. Like you're not digging up, dusting off books to find this nope. information. So it's like, you think you made it to a certain level in entertainment. You have to have your wits about you. You know, people are there to like fuck you over, or like in it for your money or whatever it is. So like, I, maybe they just feed off of pain and, and for someone to be that dark and that depressed, like you really are looking for a way out of that mental state. So that's the other, that's the only thing I can imagine is maybe they're targeting these celebrities that are in a darker place in their life because who the fuck cannot do research? Like just Google, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, well, the, I think you bring up a great point. The third point, or yeah, we're on number three now. Uh, the third point is if you do Google it, oh. they do an immaculate search engine marketing job. So they have a whole marketing. They have like, they have a fucking business. They have a business. No, it's not a business. Don't sue us, Scientology. But- Ooh, don't sue us. Uh, it's a a religion. It's a religion. So they have a religion and they just happen to have a really great marketer who knows (laughs) SEO. Yep. Yep. A whole team. Apparently it typically doesn't go hand in hand, but okay, here we are. But They're doing their thing, you know, and uh, I'm surprised other religions just haven't caught on and tried to do this. Cause have you ever been on a church website? Probably not because they don't usually have a website. I mean, neither one of us are religious, Mm. but I don't think Christianity is actively recruiting. So it's just like, hey, we're here if you want to tap on us as a resource and you want to find God, we're here. Otherwise, you can just fuck off and do your own thing. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, we'll try to get new people, but you know, that's why all the religions are So the recruiting angle is just like another thing where you're like, you're not a fucking religion. You're not there to help people. You're recruiting people, which tells us that you are a, dare we say, cult. Yeah. No, we didn't yep. say cult. We said religion. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. Uh, sure, don't sue us. Um, so uh, I just want to take a pause here because they do an immaculate job. Search engine marketing is what you and I do as well in our agency. And for anybody listening that's not familiar, I do want to break down. There's two sides of search engine marketing. There is organic uh, search engine marketing and there's paid. Uh, and basically organic is you set up a website to try to get it to naturally within Google's algorithm rank higher within Google. So you're ranking number one, let's say we are working with a furniture store company, we work on their website. So when you Google furniture store, they're the number one spot in Google. 
And then they get more traffic, they get more visibility, they get more sales. The other piece of that is paid where uh, you're basically bidding on a keyword. So if you want to be prevalent for a, a keyword like new furniture for the living room, some stuff like that, uh, th then you can actually bid and pay $3 if someone clicks on it, and but you're visible without having to do anything on your website, without having to structure anything. And they do both. They, Scientology does both. They do a lot of organic search and they do a ton of paid search, which I want to focus on right now because it is, to me who does this, absolutely fascinating what they do on the paid side. So they basically structure their paid, and I think this is key for their recruitment. They are going after kind of some keywords that I find very interesting. And I think it tells, speaks to your point about finding people who are very sad and very upset. The first one that I found the most interesting, they are bidding on the keyword, uh, how to tell if my wife is cheating, how Whoa! to tell if my husband is cheating, how to know if a girl is cheating. Um, so they are actually paying to be listed number one on that keyword. Uh, so people unwitting to the search engine lifestyle are directed to Scientology.org. Um, if they're just looking for, if their girlfriend's cheating, do you have thoughts on that? My jaw is on the floor right now. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating though? I, I was going to guess, I was going to, um, pause. I was going to stop you and I wanted to guess the keywords, but I wasn't anywhere close to that. I would have guessed like, am I having suicidal thoughts or mm. am I depressed or how to get myself out of a funk? So something that had to do with this like Phaeton uh, figure as a part of the human experience. Um, yeah. But how to tell if my girlfriend is cheating on me. That's like, Oh my God. Who are they competing with? Cosmopolitan? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do it. Uh, that's a great like, question though. Crazy. <laughs> That's a great question though. I have no idea. Can you just imagine their team of writers too? Like in their Scientologists and they're just writing this article on how to know if my girlfriend is cheating on me. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it, it's like, um, the section of their website that's like life improvement. So they have a bunch of courses oh. and a bunch of like, I mean, and, uh, downloadable, like pamphlets. Um, and there is a button, like a prominent button on this landing page because I visited it and I'll, I'll put it in the notes. Uh, so anybody else that wants to laugh about it, there is a prominent button that says email this to a friend. So they're even like double recruiting yeah. on that. Right. They're so, good. Yeah, it's they're great. Good. It's, it's good marketing, yep. right? You're, you're getting a lot of people in there. Uh, the other interesting one that I found very, very, I had, I took, uh, I mean, I took issue with all of this, but the, the one that I really kind of got upset about was their bill, their bidding on the keyword CDC website. And they've been doing that since the start of the pandemic. Wow. Yes. And what that sends you to is like a stay well page. So Scientology oh. has come up with their own system of like keeping each other well and healthy. And um, so when people Google CDC website, looking for this CDC website, their ad will pop up and redirect people to their stay well landing page. Wow. Yeah. So, so question, 
Um, we have to follow a certain like regulation in the marketing world. Mm. And, and my first thought that comes to mind is CBD, right? Like we can't say CBD will fix uh, COVID-19, but Scientology, it almost seems like doesn't have to play by those rules. Like will no one come after them? No, they're actually, they're again, it's a great search engine campaign because they're not really breaking any rules. There's no... Google will not restrict what keywords you bid on, right? Um, really what it monitors is the ad copy. So what you actually say in the ads, right? So they can say something, whatever they, I mean, as long as they stay within regulations and the ad copy, they can bid on the CDC website keyword. The only problem is what Google will give you a quality score based on the landing page information and based on, you know, the relevance of the ad. So they might have a low quality score, for that actual keyword, but they're rolling in money. So who cares if they have to pay $10 versus $3 per click? They don't care. Right. They're still there. Right. They're still getting eyes. They're still getting visibility. Wow. They're capturing a ton. So it's, it's just fascinating. The other things they're bidding on, um, they're very big on time management searches, like time management strategies, time management skills, uh, how to better manage my time you know, things like that, as well as uh, leadership keywords. So they're bidding on the word leadership, uh, leadership styles, leadership effectiveness, what's a leadership script, um, managing self for leadership. So they're going after people that are looking to better themselves, right? So there's people that are really upset and there's people that are just seeking to better themselves, but don't really know where to start. And they're doing this through search. It's absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, I don't even know where to go with that. I was just like blown away. Me too. My jaw is on the floor. Like I am so blown away by, I mean, first the first keyword shocked me, but then to also be bidding on CDC is just, it's just uh, not even comprehensible. No, it's crazy. <laughs> and then the last piece of this is uh, something that they do commonly is when they have like Leah Remini's, you know, her TV show comes out or like there's a documentary exposing Scientology. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll actually put up a landing page and bid on the name of that documentary or whomever is producing that documentary. So when people go to look up this documentary, their content is the first one to be listed. Folks. <laughs> this is professional marketing tactics. This is not Uncle Jerry saying, we should build a website. This is like, they are paying professional marketing people six figures to do this type of strategy. Oh yeah, they're estimated from my auditing tools that I use. This is, I mean, and I'm giving them the same type of audit I would do for any potential client or anybody, you know, any competitor that we see like creeping in on one of our clients' market share. It's I just did the same thing that I would do for any client, and it's like an estimated spend, and they're spending about twenty five grand a month on paid keywords. Like they're spending 25 grand a month to capture these. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like that's a, that's a hefty campaign to be running for. I mean, they're bidding on the word leadership, right? It's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. That is a hefty campaign 
For reference, we have no clients spending $25,000 a no, month I in paid marketing. That is an asinine number. That is like Amazon money. I think the closest we have is like, you know, uh, 16 or something like that with a, an assisted living company. And like, those are just crazy expensive because everybody's going after this. Those are like yeah. 15 bucks a click right? Like they're just going after mm -hmm. everybody's going after the same keywords. So that's the only reason that they have the budget, but 25 grand for a church, quote unquote, don't sue us. You know, I, I think it's just insane. Just insane. Do you think if we mumble the words don't sue us enough throughout this podcast, we won't get sued? Well, I'm trying to work on our subliminal messaging. Um, just I was it. also thinking that we back mask it. <laughs> That's a great idea. So if you listen to this podcast backwards, it just says Scientology, don't please don't sue us over and over and over. <laughs> uh, or don't do it. That was so, what was this? It was like, do it or, or just do it. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and if you haven't listened to that, that episode, go give that a listen because uh, fascinating. Mm -hmm. So let me kind of transition really quick. That's the paid side. And why I think they're running this so hard is they are having a time and issue on the organic side. I'm looking at like their, their waves of their website. Uh, it just like, they'll be climbing, climbing, growing in organic reach, growing in organic reach, and then it'll just plummet. And then they'll start doing it again, climb, 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 and then just plummet. So I think there's an issue that Google's taking with their website of the type of content they're putting out. Oh, Google keeps penalizing them. You can trick the people, you can trick the IRS, but you can never trick Google. Exactly. Lesson learned. Exactly. You literally hit my point. Like Google <laughs> is literally uh, fighting them. So I think there's like a secret underground war going on because they- Go Google. Yeah, they are literally like climbing, climbing, and then they'll just take a tumble. Um, so it must be like Scientology is because all they're really ranking for organically, they're ranking well, is Scientology based keywords. What does Scientologists believe? What is Scientology? Um, you know, sign like, so I think Google's saying if somebody's seeking out Scientology, um, yeah. they you will. are the site to go to. Yeah. And this is a little nugget in the audit that I just loved the most. So Scientology, it's called the Church of Scientology right? It's, it's a church. Don't sue us. But in the organic rankings, if you Google church, you want to take a stab at where the homepage of Scientology ranks in one through a hundred? One. Number one? You think number one? I think for the sake of this podcast, I'm guessing number no, one. No, it's not. It's 80th. So they are not even on the first five pages. Go Google. Yeah. Of, so they are an 80th if you Google church. And for someone that classifies for a church, Google does not think you are one. So Hell um, yeah. take that. Again, again, you can fool the, you can fight, <laughs> you can law, you can out lawsuit the IRS, but you will never be first in church, no, Google says. No. Google's I, like, no. Oh my God. My mood just changed a hundred <laughs> times. A hundred percent. I'm like now smiling ear to ear. I'm just like rooting for, again, one of the only times I root for Google. Mm -hmm. Like They're right up there with the IRS where you're constantly battling. Them. Yep. I agree. And other, like, I just, I just like, 
started diving deep into the church thing because I was so interested. This is like my wheelhouse. I got so fascinated. I was like, is it just church or is the other keywords in there too? Um, yes, no, fastest quote unquote, fastest growing religion as a keyword search. They're 73rd. So they're on the seventh page. Nobody will go there. What religion believes in reincarnation, which they do. They're 57th. So not even close to the, uh, to the, you know, final one, uh, Sunday service, which is a church term they're ranking 48th. So not even close to that as well. Um, they are like nowhere when it comes to actual religion searches and church searches, they consider them, Google considers them non-existent. They are just yes. nowhere, nowhere to be seen on that. And if you work with Zach and I, you know that if you're nothing to Google, you're nothing to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nobody will find you. So Nobody take that you. Scientology. <laughs> yeah, like they are just struggling on the organic end. Um, really, really struggling. Uh, and it's fascinating. So I just think it's so interesting that they're sub, I mean, they're doing like to bring it back to this search engine marketing campaign, they are doing a great job in the sense that they do the same thing that we do with clients. If a client comes to us and is like, Hey, I'm losing ground on church. Let's say it's church, right? Like I want to be up there for church, but I keep, I can't get up there. It's too competitive. We say, okay, let's let's do a paid campaign. Let's bid on or that keyword, right? Taking it back all the way to the beginning when we were explaining how search engines work, it works paid and it works organic. So you say, okay, let's do a paid campaign and or we publish content all relating around the word church. So we're pushing out content that says, we're the best church, we're the number one church, we're whatever. We're creating this uh, this organic campaign while you're creating a paid campaign. And it sounds like, this. I mean, like you said, it, this is what these guys are doing. This is top-notch marketing professionals. Yep. And I just love Google. They're like, no, no way. You can create as much content as you want. You can bid as much as you want. Where it's no, you're back of the bus for you. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the content end because they are doing that. Yeah. Um, they are. I they, believe it. They Some other keywords that they're ranking for, not highly, um, not, not organically, like not on the first page, but they're going after uh, what is integrity? <laughs> what is a drug-free world? What does drug-free world mean? code of honor uh what does suppress mean um like suppress suppress yes they are purification like define spiteful like they are going after these like these these keywords what is reincarnation is another one like they're going after these keywords the same way that we do it with our clients uh, you know, in a completely different context, but like they are doing this full-fledged search strategy campaign. It is fascinating. It seems to me, I don't run this side of my of our business, but it seems to me that these are a ton of keywords that they are targeting. Is this like an abnormal amount of keywords to target? Yeah, I think they're just like full-blown. I think their goal on the search engine, maybe overall, I mean, it, I think overall, because it is just visibility. Like they just want to be known. They don't care how many tenants they have. They obviously want to make money. They obviously want to get new people. But they, more importantly, I think we're feeding into it a little bit with this episode. They want to be okay. talked about. They want to be known. Like they want to be relevant. 
Um, and that's why they recruit celebrities. That's why they go pay for these prominent, highly searched keywords. And that's why on the digital end, they're going after as many fucking keywords as they can. They're just all chasing. press is good press, it's, right? I guess <laughs> unless they don't like the press, then they sue you in litigation, um, which creates press of its own. So it's like, what can you yep. do? But it is fascinating that they're just like going after. I mean, the way that they're using the digital space is something that I haven't really seen from any other religion, right? Like there's not a huge digital presence for Christianity or Buddhism or Islam. Like there's- Yeah, no, that's what I was saying is just like, Christianity isn't out there actively looking for recruits and saying, you know, bidding on keywords like spirituality or reincarnation. So there, if you are being recruited by a church, ask yourself the question, why am I being recruited by the church? Yep. Yep. Well, I also think, you know, they're, they're preying on people to some degree because it's the same thing. If you're running, like not many people unless you're in marketing or unless you really Google shit all the time, do you know the difference between an ad and an organic listing? Totally. Like, I wonder, like, if you don't know, Google, just pick a word, go Google it, like a, a highly searched word, go Google it. Like, they pay for marriage counseling, the keyword marriage counseling, Silent- Scientology bids on that. Google marriage counseling. I, you'll see that little ad marker, and it's very tiny. It almost blends in. It does. It's not prominent um, because Google, at the end of the day, wants you to click on that ad. They make money if you click on the ad. They don't make money if somebody fits within their algorithm. They just have people Googling. They make money by people paying to be there. So they want you to click on the ad. And I think people don't pay attention to that enough. So they catch these people like I think you hit the point perfectly that are upset, that are looking for help. And they start where all of us start when we're looking for anything, Google, search engines. If you're old and you don't know how to change your default browser, it's Bing, you know? So it's it's like you you start in a search engine and you just type in that, that search and the fact that they can place themselves and people don't do enough research to see the, I mean, when I looked at the landing pages that they have on the paid side, the Scientology branding is there, but it's very subtle. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't immediately looking, see it as a Scientology page. You would kind of just be like, oh, this is a bunch of helpful brochures for me to email myself or email a friend. And then they have you in their system. And as soon as you know, we run digital marketing campaigns all the time. As soon as they get your email, you're fucking done, man. You're getting like newsletters. You're getting ads everywhere. They can, they can. They can push you. I'm sure they're running video campaigns. They have their own fucking TV network now. So like they are pushing you on this very sophisticated, very sophisticated marketing campaign. And as soon as they get your email, as soon as they get the clicks, you're in their system, man. We got to get AOC involved in this. And instead of taxing the rich, we just go after Scientology. AOC to the rescue. Yeah. AOC, let's just pivot a little bit and target Scientology. Yeah, let's start small with Scientology. Then we'll work yes. for the rich. Like yes. attainable goals, small attainable goals, right? Um, yeah. I mean, the IRS couldn't take them down. It'll, it's going to take a Brooklyn senator or House, oh, House of Representatives. Yeah. I don't know what to do. To do i like it is it is a sophisticated campaign and it's like 
they're playing within the rules of the game that all of us marketers play by and they're just doing it well. It's crazy to me because these are, I mean, I've said it and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being redundant, but like this is a professional marketing team. Like marketers are not cheap. They're paying people to run these campaigns and, and if they have their own TV network, my God, that that's, this is a monster, Mm. a monster. Where do you even start chipping away at this? I have no idea. Side note, I hope my fiance does not look at my Google history (laughs) because I have marriage counseling, how to know if my boyfriend is cheating, (laughs) (laughs) CDC. (laughs) Did you get any other ads? Did any other ads? I got to clear that. I did it. Um, and so I was kind of wondering for you, is that because a, you can turn them on and off and B, are they not bidding high enough to rank on those top three positions? You know, that's a great point. No, it shows me in my, uh, in my audit analysis that they're number one in most of these. So they're bidding very high, but what they might be doing, which would be very interesting is some geo-targeting. So, you know, you we're both living it because I Googled them and I didn't see them either. And both of us are living in, you know, big liberal anti-religious cities, you know, like yeah. not really anti-religious, just not prominently religious, you know. Yeah. Um, and so they might be doing some pretty heavy geo-targeting to go after middle America people, to go after people that they think aren't savvy to these techniques. The other thing I was thinking of was, did they create an alternative URL that you're, they're using to bid on these keywords? So instead of Scientology marriage counseling, they're setting up a psychologytoday.com and it's all owned by Scientology. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. The ones that I could see were, were related to Scientology.org. Gotcha. Um, okay. But I am absolutely positive that they are, they have, I mean, I know for a fact that they have a bunch of subsites, like each location has its own site. Um, they have a bunch of like, they have Scientology.tv, they have Scientology.org, they have like all these variations of Scientology. But, you know, like that's the brilliance of their SEO strategy. I mean, you know, you've you've seen us do audits. You've seen the number of backlinks. Like that's a yeah. big part when we do an SEO audit. The Scientology.org site has 7 million backlinks. 7 million. 7 million. Yeah. So it has a ton oh. of authority. It has a ton of links. And this is where I got mad doing my audit is a lot of these links, like Leah Remini's fucking you know, the website that she put up for her documentary series repeatedly links to Scientology.org. So I'm like, you're, you're coming out with these anti-Scientology messagings while helping out the Scientology website rank within search engines, which is a huge part of their recruitment tool. It's oh, nuts. Man. And I, I did want to point out the last piece of this is display advertising. I went to Scientology.org to like look around and do some research and pull the audit information. And I've been getting hit with Scientology ads now. They are actively retargeting me. Um, I took a screenshot of one. I'll I'll put it in the notes, but it's just like, it's like this generic stock footage in the background. And it just just says your full potential, a statement, not like a question, just like your full full potential. Um, and then it says in the button, the big button says, take a free online personality test. And then very small, oh, okay. you know, um, 
very small text at the bottom says Scientology.org. Um, so I think that's wow. how they're getting people as well, is they're having them take a personality test, which, yeah, yeah. Do you, like they're getting their information, right? Well, it's getting their information and then they're starting small, right? Like they're not throwing uh, Xenu at you right away. They're saying, hey, you know, your personality is saying that you're a little down on yourself or depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk to one of our representatives? Mm-hmm. It's little little nuggets, little breadcrumbs. I agree. And the issue I had with that, not only the little breadcrumbs, is you know this this idea of uh, never. I'm going to tell the listeners, you too, Caitlin, never take a free online personality test. Never, ever, 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 yeah. ever. You know they use this to start their marketing. You know funnel basically to get you to come back. They give you little breadcrumbs. And the uh, online personality test was the whole issue with the Russians using our Facebook data to send you ads during the campaign to manipulate the uh, the masses during the 2016 campaign. It all started with a personality test. Yes. Cambridge Analytica, the company that caught the data, put out a ton of variations of like personality tests. Right. Um, And basically, it's just a data collection tool. They'll ask you like seemingly, you know, questions that like you don't you don't think much of it. Like, how do you feel about abortion or not? Not even like that intense, like very light questions. But then they'll put you in a profile like, oh, yeah, you probably skew liberal or yeah, they'll they'll take these data points and then create a profile, bunch you in with other people. And that's how Russia was able to target message you know, anti-Hillary messaging to people they knew as conservatives and anti-Bernie messaging to people that they, you know, were moderates um, and anti-Trump messaging to the liberals. Mm -hmm. Like they were able to do this from a a free online personality test um, because they would get that person's data. And based on that, they would collect all of their friends' data on Facebook without their consent. Because the liberals don't hang out with conservatives. Nah, I mean, they do, but like... They would still be able to pull your data information. Facebook still knows what you like and what you don't like. And they're able to just like pull all of that by one person taking an online personality test. They were able to scrape the data of all of their friends. Holy shit. On Facebook. Holy shit. I had no idea that's how it started. And that is what Scientology is doing too. They start with your personality test. Who knows what the fuck they're doing with that data? So you guys, if you're not a fan of the Russians, don't buy into Scientologists. <laughs> They're the same people. They use the same tactics. The same tactics. The same tactics. Um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So I, I, that pretty much, I was just fascinated with how they're using search engines to really be in front of people, be visible in there and target people and get them into their marketing funnel yeah. the same way we do it for... selling shoes, selling camera lenses. Like they do the same thing in a space of religion, which is crazy. I mean, do you have any thoughts? What's your, what's your kind of like final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, SEO isn't necessarily a super hard trade to learn, but someone has to learn it. And the fact that they, that Scientology has grasped on to digital marketing is pretty insane to me. Like this, I don't know. I guess that's my final thought is 
I cannot believe that they are utilizing search engines the same way that selling shoes, the same way <laughs> shoe distributors are using search engines. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think their paid camp, I mean, it is credit to them. Zach, an incredibly sophisticated. Would campaign. you take $25,000 a month from Scientology.org if they paid us to market? Ah, uh, oh, that's a, such a tough, my capitalism in me capitalist is like, fuck yes. Um, we have, here's what I would do. We have such a here's high moral do. ground, but then we both like money. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, here's what I would do. I would treat it the same way that I treated to bring this full circle. I would treat that approach the same way I treated the dude standing outside of the Scientology building is I would listen to them. I would say, ooh, this looks like a good campaign. You want to spend $25,000 a month? Great. That's stupid. And then I would walk away. I would just, ah, I don't know. Maybe I would try to destroy it from the inside. That's what I was thinking too. Like, what if we bid on keywords like Satan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or we just didn't even bid on keywords. And then we would like show them, we would just make up a dashboard. Oh, show that this is truly the dark side. We just manipulate the numbers. <laughs> just send them false reports. Oh, that'll go over well. I'm sure they wouldn't sue us if that happened. I'm sure there would be no litigation. They wouldn't know. Yeah, no, I think I would just try to change their demographic, you know, be like, oh, maybe you should, you know, go after. I don't even know. I know. That's the thing. It's like, who would we change it to? Like, nobody ah. deserves to be assigned. Nobody deserves this type of brainwashing and um yeah yeah okay end of the day i would you know they'd flash the big check in front of me and my first question would be do i have to join and if it was yes that's an easy out <laughs> and if it was no you don't have to join but you have to contribute to the million of people were you know hurting and people that disappear yeah it's got to be a no it's got to be a it's no gotta, it's got to be a no i feel like i would walk the same line uh if republican came to us and was like <laughs> i want to give you all this money to run my campaign i'd be like oh it's so tempting oh my god uh, but no so there you, you have know. it now you know where we stand morally we will not take your we will not take your money scientology yeah, no, I, and it doesn't look like they need us. You know, they're running a fucking full fledged campaign. Yeah, I think they're, they're doing what they got to do. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to put out an RFP anytime soon to try to find some new agencies. So who's ever doing it's doing a bang up job. Good for you, man. Good for you. You are, I hope your Thetan ascends to Xenu or whatever the fuck you believe in at the end of the we day. We hope I you're hope happy. Yeah, I hope you've reached a level that you can start to move shit with your mind. And I hope that was worth it. If you're interested in staying up to date with our latest episodes, new merch, and announcements, be sure to follow us at MacMillanPhillips.agency on Instagram and Twitter. You can join our Manipulating the Masses Facebook group to submit questions and suggest future episodes. Thanks for listening. Sheeple. I don't fucking know.